Welcome back to another edition of Sports Business Secrets. My name is Kevin Tarka. I am the founder of Creation Talent Agency, and I will be releasing a new podcast every single day for an entire year that is specifically designed to share the inevitable challenges of the sports business world and how to overcome them. I'm inviting you to join me in real time on my personal journey of representing professional basketball players, traveling the world, and continuously finding ways to battle through the adversity in this competitive industry. The goal is to share as many secrets as I can to help you along your own path to success. Good morning, podcast fam. Here's what I got for you today. We are talking about G League rosters and nine ways to make a roster. So I think there's actually a couple more than nine official ways to make a roster, but I've actually had this conversation with a couple people um, the last few days and just wanted to put a podcast episode out there because I think there's a lot of confusion about how you can make a G League roster and quite frankly, how easy it is. So just want to talk today about how rosters are made up and how you could potentially make a G League final roster. So, uh, we're going to go over nine ways. The first one, it, uh, actually, before I start, G League. So a lot of people get confused by the G League and the D League. And the G stands for Gatorade. And Gatorade signed a, a sponsorship agreement with them. So it's obviously for brand marketing purpose. That's why it turned from the NBDL, which is the National Basketball Development League, or the D League, um, into the G League, the Gatorade League. So we'll see how long that that uh, that contract lasts. But anyways, uh, Way number one, two-way players. So I'm not going to get too deep into this one because I talked a lot about it on episode 45. You can go back and listen to that, all about two-way contracts. But uh, one one way to make a roster, and some players on rosters in the G League are two-way players. So in 2017, the NBA expanded the amount of players that could be on their roster from 15 to 17 to include two of these two-ways. And these guys usually will spend most of the time in the G League and they have up to 45 days to be on NBA rosters. But those those two two-way contract players will spend the majority of the year uh, on the G League roster. Um, other players on the roster, way number two, returning players. So NBA G League teams have the rights to players who were with them within the past two years. So anybody that was on a roster within the past two years um, that doesn't, let's say, go overseas, um, if they're still available, those teams have the rights to them. So sometimes they just play again that next season with them if they don't get any other opportunities. Number three, NBA affiliate players. So NBA teams are allowed to waive up to four players and designate them to their G League team. So these are typically known as like training camp cuts. Um, And again, typically you'll see some of the Exhibit 10 contracts that you hear about um, where players are are, uh, allowed an opportunity to get a bonus if they get waived um, and then assigned to that G League team and they stay there. But again, more more about that in in episode 45. So, uh, you know, again, if, if you get, invited to NBA training camp or, um, or sometimes summer league. Um, that's, that's also a big one, obviously not this year. And then you get cut, then those affiliate players go down to that roster. So there could be up to four players on that team per NBA respective affiliate. Um, and, and there's definitely benefits to that. There's, there's benefits both to both the players and the teams to having a guy in summer league or, or in training camp, because that way they start to get affiliated with the, I guess, pun intended, affiliated with the program, um, you know, with the, with the franchise, with the coaches, with the development staff, with the teammates. And that way, if they're 
called up during the year, uh, then then it's an easier transition for them. And then obviously the the advantage for the player is that they get that potential bonus. Way number four is assignment players. So these are different than affiliate players. This is when a team, an NBA team sends a player down to the G League roster, maybe to develop, maybe to improve, maybe they're upset with them, maybe to send a message, but NBA teams can send assignment, uh, can send players down to the G League on an assignment. And there's no limit to the amount of times that an NBA team can send these players down, but they have to have either zero, one, or two years of experience. Um, any more than that, they're not allowed to, or I guess any more than two years of experience in the league, then they have to have this, you know, a special request approved by the league for them to get assigned down to the G League. But the important part here is that they still get paid from their uniform player contract. So they're still paid their NBA salary. Um, and then number five, local tryout players. So this is a huge one. I've had multiple conversations the past couple of days about this. Uh, teams hold open tryouts and almost every single year they, they operate differently and the rules continue to change a little bit, but NBA teams, and, and, and quite frankly, it's, you know, I think that sure that can be a loophole and an, and an opportunity for teams to, you know, to get some, some talented players in their system. But I think it's more so a PR statement and just a PR uh, play there because of, you know, the example of like Jonathan Simmons and, you know, try, you know, pay for your own tryout and eventually get yourself an NBA contract. And that's all great. And I don't want to kill anyone's dreams. Sure. It's still possible, but I just, I think tryouts are, are, are uh, selling a pipe dream, right? Because, you know, you, you pay a small fee and, and you have to go, you know, you have to fly out to or drive out to wherever this team is holding their tryouts and teams teams are allowed to invite up to four tryout players to training camp so that kind of gets in in anyone's mind like oh let me go try out pay this pay this fee and then maybe they'll like me and I can get invited to training camp and yes it's definitely an opportunity and and I've had a guy that went through that path I've had a client do that with with Detroit um in the Grand Rapids drive um and uh you know it, it's it's just difficult. Uh, like I said, I, I had five of my guys in 16 different open tryouts last year or two years ago, sorry. And they all paid their own way. And they, it was a great experience. Um, but when I got there to, to a lot of them that, that I went with my clients to, um, to, to, to network myself and learn more myself, there were some former NBA guys there that they, that they, you know, put in for those slots. Um, you know, there was some guys that went undrafted that were potentially working their way uh, in the mix of like a two-way contract or exhibit 10 contract that just didn't get that chance. And just some really high level guys that, you know, that, that went in as those open tryout or local tryout players that may, might've been, you know, promised something before. And you have a lot of those talented guys there that sure, anybody off the street can come try out or any, anybody that was a good college player can come try out, but just realize that it's 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 really difficult and and even if you do try out and and you get those that, that invite to training camp um those those rosters have to get cut down to 10 final players uh for for the g league before before opening day so so anyways you know it's it's um it's exciting and there's a chance but you just have to realize that you know that that there's only one Jonathan Simmons and, and there's very few and far between guys that are going to go to open tryouts, pay their own way, and then make it onto a roster and get, get legitimate minutes. So again, not killing your dreams, but you have to go into it and, and realize 
that it's an opportunity to maybe surprise some people and get your name out there and, and, and meet new people and network and, and learn from coaches and shake some hands. And, you know, if you go into it thinking, Hey, I'm going to go to this open tryout. And, and if I don't make the roster to fail, uh, then you're going to have uh, a really bad time because it's just, it's, it's really, really unrealistic to have those expectations. As always, you can either sit on the couch and, and hope someone calls you, or you can invest in yourself and go to those open tryouts and try and learn, and try and network. So that's, that's my two cents there on, on, uh, on open tryouts. So number six, draft rights players. And, and this one seems to be fading out a bit. Um, the past couple of years, but the NBA can draft a player and send them to the G league and what's known as like the old draft and stash. Right. But I believe that there were maybe one or two players on opening rosters that were draft and stash guys. Uh, typically you'll see, especially this year, if an NBA team drafts a player um, they're they're most likely going to have them on either an exhibit 10 contract or a two-way contract. So they kind of fall into a different category. You don't really see anymore that a team will draft a player and then just stash them and say, Hey, you're, you're, you're going to the G league. You know, you're not going to get any sort of bonus or any sort of training camp opportunity. So that's, that's the, uh, that's number six there, draft rights players. And number seven, G league draft. Now we talked a little bit about this before, but players get, uh, the opportunity to get drafted to a team in the G League draft, not the NBA draft, the G League draft, and um, you know, you, you, there's there's so many different players that are in this in this pool of players, and and over the past couple of years, I've gotten feedback that you know coaches are just frustrated with it because it's crazy for them to 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 analyze hundreds of players for the NBA draft with their staffs, and then they finally get done with that. And then they have to analyze 200 more players to potentially draft for the G League draft, which if you get drafted, you get an invite to training camp, right? That's the only guarantee that is. So again, it falls into the other category where you might get drafted, then you go to training camp, and then you still have to make the final roster. And that was a situation actually with um, with one of my guys, Brandon, who got drafted by uh, the Grand Rapids Drive, um, the, the Pistons affiliate. And he went to training camp. It was a great opportunity. Don't get me wrong. It was amazing. And he played well and got good feedback and good experience, but he didn't end up making the roster. So the G League draft is starting to dwindle down a little bit as well. I think last year, each team was was allowed to put in two names into the hat. And then out of those names, maybe a couple other wild cards or the league office can put in a couple names, but there's, you know, 60 to a hundred names in there that have to be put in by teams. So it's it's really difficult to go that path as well. And then number eight is NBA draft eligible players. So you can technically not enter the draft. You can be a draft eligible player, not put your name in the hat for the NBA draft and play a league in the G League, uh, play a year in the G League and keep your draft eligibility. This is again something that's very few and far in between. I believe um Thanasis Antetokounmpo did this uh and maybe one or two other players uh several years ago, but that's another way that you could fill a roster spot in the G League. And then the last one here, number nine, is free agents. And you have people returning from overseas during the year, whether they, whether they get cut or whether they come back for whatever reason. Um, you have NBA players that are still free agents. So th- there are a lot of free agents in the market, especially this year out of all years, that have the opportunity to be uh, you know, taking a roster spot on the G League. So those were the nine different ways here. And let's see, I'll summarize them real quick. Number one, two-way players. Number two, returning players. Number three, NBA affiliate players. Number four, assignment players. Number five, local tryout players. 
number six draft rights players. Number seven, G League draft players. Number eight, NBA draft eligible players. And number nine, free agents. So this was a, a kind of short but sweet and um, detailed packed episode. I hope that gives you a little bit more information on how you could potentially make a G League roster. Moral of the story, guys, is that the G League is an oversaturated and and super talented league, where uh, you know it's it's if you're not an NBA radar guy or have experience overseas or have experience in the league, it's a really difficult roster to make. So I just wanted to to to, to make it clear and just be completely blunt with you that it's a it's a difficult path. But um, if you are going to try and shoot for shoot for the stars, then you know try and try and learn more about it and find those ways that you can get in your name in the hat or you can. Um, you know, pay your own way and meet new people in, in, in open tryouts. So that's all I got for you today. Hope you learned something new. We'll see you here tomorrow morning.